Life is hectic, so wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with Factor's chef-crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 options a week, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more, they've got a variety that fits your lifestyle. Factor has restaurant-quality meals ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. They also have various easy options for the entire day, from breakfast to midday bites, smoothies, and more. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is a nutritious and delicious experience, and it won't break the bank. You can customize your meals by choosing 6 to 18 per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule deliveries anytime to fit your schedule. Factor meals are 100% hassle-free, giving you more time for what matters. Head to factormeals.com slash otherside50 and use the code otherside50 to get 50% off. That's code otherside50 at factormeals.com for 50% off your delicious, hassle-free meals. So I uh, was left uh, school and I went to university to go and study. And the university that I went to was about four hours drive away from where my home was. And I was in my second year of study and I decided with a few friends that we would actually go home for the weekend and surprise our parents. And so we went home and we had the most wonderful weekend and it was really fun. And then my mother took me to my friend's place to catch up in the car so we could drive back to university. And she behaved a little bit strangely as she was saying goodbye, and she didn't want me to sit in the front seat. And so I ended up sitting in the back seat. She sort of gave me some extra hugs that afternoon, which was a little bit unusual. Anyway, we set off on our way. Well, two and a half hours into our trip, we were involved in a head-on car accident. And this was a night that it was pouring with rain, it was dark, it was absolutely miserable evening of weather. And we came down the bottom of a hill and there was flooding and the car aquaplaned and went over to the other side of the road and hit another car coming down the hill. So I, all I remember was hearing my other flatmates in the car screaming, because I was asleep and I got up, I was in the back seat and I got up to have a look to see what was happening and I can't remember anything else. So that was the incident. In post that actual moment, I have a couple of very vivid moments that are still very, very imprinted on my mind. And one of them was I remember opening up my eyes and seeing this woman who was stroking me and just saying, it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay. And I felt quite frightened at that point, and that was it, that's all I remember. And then my next memory is I was out of my body, and by that stage the ambulance fire and everybody else had arrived, and... I was watching it like a movie, but I was elevated watching everything that was going on, absolutely fascinated going, oh, wow, okay, that's interesting and that's interesting and what's happened to them and going and having a look at 
one of my flatmates who was leaning against the car who was the driver and, you know, looking at him going, oh, he doesn't look very happy, sort of having this whole storytelling of watching but elevated and out of my body. And then I saw my own body that was inside the ambulance on one of the beds inside. And the ambulance people closed up the back and said, we need to get going. And I literally sat up out of my body in the back of the ambulance, just surveying the inside of the ambulance, looking at me on the left. And one of my other flatmates that were in the car was on the right. And I, today I can tell you what the nurse looked like. I can tell you the conversation of one male driver and, a pet and the other person in the front that my flatmate was screaming in pain because what he we didn't realise till later is he'd broken his back and he had also broken his leg. And so the ambulance drivers were talking about driving in the middle of the road to try and keep the journey as still as possible and yet the emergency staff in the back were saying this is a was a really bad idea we've put her in the car and she's losing a lot of blood and unconscious and not with us and we've got this other guy that we need to drive slowly with <laughs> so it was this whole angst and conversation in the ambulance and I remember looking down at myself going oh that's interesting and looking very peaceful. There was no anxiety, there was no worry, it was just feeling really comfortable for the whole scene and observing what was actually going on. And the fascinating thing I remember when I went back into my body was this. The nurse in the back of the ambulance asked my flatmate and said, what is her name? We need to get hold of her parents. And he told them what my name was. And at that time, my surname was Lee, which was L-E-A. And he, my flatmate, spelt it L-E-E. -E. And I still remember the feeling of panic going, they'll never be able to find my parents. And I just felt myself go woof back into my body I woke up and I said to the nurse, it's L-E-A, L-E-A, <laughs> wow. and they live in Takapuna. And the look on her face when that happened, she was just absolutely astonished. And then I left my body again and continued to watch the whole journey from the top of the ambulance. Over a period of time, we finally got to the ambulance, uh, got to the hospital, which was, by the way, we were out in the middle of nowhere. It was a long way from a hospital. So within that journey, I had lost a lot of blood. I had a massive head injury. I was de-scalped. And they were really concerned because I literally sliced my head and de-scalped all the way to the back. So in the uh, emergency room, again, I was out of my body and watched what they were doing. And... At some point, I had this feeling within myself going, actually, I need to be back in there. I need to be put together again. And I remember that last feeling of going back into my body and settling in and feeling really comfortable 
and saying this is going to be okay. The best I can describe it was um, probably situational that everything was going to be okay and having that calmness. And I and I didn't know what the outcome was going to be, but I just knew everything was going to be okay. However, um, I think a permanent state post that, like I said, it gives me a really great confidence in life that regardless of what happens, I'm going to be okay. And having that as a deep understanding gives me, I don't know, just such a connection with my life on a day-to-day that I'm not afraid of whatever the future holds. You know, I very much believe in, you know, sharing what I've learnt in my journey along the way. I work with thousands of people a year And, you know, what I really see is that there's a lot of people who live in fear, live in fear of all sorts of things in life. And to me, I really want to try and help change that. I've had a different, deeper level of sort of experience of life, but life is here for living and enjoying and getting experiences and growing ourselves. That's what I believe. So I want to be able to teach people that ride through, don't live a life of fear, actually take those lessons on board to grow. Yeah, it's the mentalfitnesscompany.com and I'm also on Facebook under Sue Con Taylor and I do a lot of one-on-one stuff there. I run on Facebook and on actually LinkedIn and on my website I do promote workshops that I do, live workshops, just talking about different aspects of life. Um, and I have some online courses which are self-led that people can actually do themselves, and I'm really just about to grow that to add a whole lot of smaller topics on board, all based around that mental fitness skills and helping people be their optimal selves, get the most out of their life. 